Kona Malo, Agustiadish. Welcome to Get Familiar, Get Talking Podcast, hosted by the Irish Kiwi duo the whole world didn't know it needed. I'm Shah. And I'm Laura. For our second episode, we will be talking about relationships in our 20s. For part one, our topics are parents, family, and friendships. And if you would like to know what our topics will be for part two, squat, handstand, sit back, relax, and you will find out at the end of the show. Um, how was your relationship with your parents? I honestly have nothing but good things to say about my relationship with my parents. I was very, very lucky with my parents growing up. They've always been really supportive and like really encouraging of anything that we wanted to do, anything we didn't want to do. They would never force us to do it. They never forced any beliefs on us or anything and kind of just let us find our own ways. Obviously, with guidance, they weren't just letting us run about the place amok. They don't have the easiest life either. Um, You know, my mum has a motor neuron disease and my dad is her full-time carer. So they obviously had a lot of challenges in their own life and then trying to raise three kids. All of different ages. Um, Me and my sister would be quite close in age. There's only two years between us, but our brother is a few years older than us. Um, So they they were dealing with kids at different stages of life and different stages of progression and everything and how we were all turning into these different people and we all had a completely opposite character from each other. Um, And somehow they just, they managed it with such grace and such ease through everything else that they were going through and they never let any of the difficulties that they were experiencing affect any of us or let it affect our life growing up and it didn't make us any different or exclude us from other people or anything um which I think is a real credit to them as well because like that's freaking hard you know raising three kids and dealing with those stages of life and dealing with a progressive illness and I love that they they appreciate the people that come into our lives. And I think some of my friends probably even prefer my parents to me because they're just so <laughs> funny. Which, you know, it's not nice to be in competition with them. But <laughs> be like, oh, damn. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I never really had any difficulties with my parents. Like, they, they obviously had challenges with me. And there have obviously been times that there has been a strain. I was very hesitant in asking for help and admitting to how how much I was struggling and they could really see it in me and they mm. they were trying to encourage me so much to be like just talk to us like let us help you with this let us let us be there for you amazingly they just they just took it all on board and they were like that's fine this is all stuff that we can deal with and they started like they put everything into action and they really helped me get everything sorted so even through like those little strenuous points where I would be quite poor at communicating what was going on with me they were always 100% behind me so really really lucky and a really healthy a really healthy relationship with my parents throughout my whole 20s and I still have that relationship with them which I'm so grateful for how is your relationship with your parents through your 20s (laughs) wow (laughs) Oh, I love that. <laughs> Where do I start? Well, my dad, he's someone. He is from like this little island and he moved to New Zealand. Obviously, the, I think, cultural wise of like upbringing your kids is very different. So like growing up, my dad was like, you know, super dad with like 
taking us out and like sports games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the conflict like started when I like hit puberty. <laughs> Angsty teen. <laughs> yeah, when I'm like, you know, my teen years and hormones raging. Mm-hmm. And it probably didn't help that I had that I had friends that were like boy crazy and I always question like why can't I have boyfriends why can't I go to sleepovers and stuff like that but (laughs) as I got older and like had kids of my own he did it for my own good he was just worried for me which like at the time I was like oh you're so annoying like Mm. let me be and I I didn't want to like talk to him about anything you're not a cool dad the relationship got better when I when he knew that I was okay job wise and like you know, doing my own thing. And my dad had this rule that for me and my sisters, that um, we can only bring one man home and that's the one that we will marry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And while well, Mark is the only one that he met, so. <laughs> You're so lucky, man. If that rule was in my house, I would have been screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean that Marco was the only one. But that would be for another story. <laughs> It's all girls in your family as well, isn't it? Yeah, my poor dad. So, like, yeah, you know, his, when his work cut out for him. Oh, <laughs> when, you know, that time of month. Oh, poor him. Like, oh, in that house. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves oh. an award. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he. But now that my dad's getting older, my two younger ones mm-hmm. that are like 12 and 11, they get away with so much now. Like, so much and I'm like yeah well in my time I could not even do that <laughs> yeah. man's probably tired the old man is tired now <laughs> so <laughs> you're damn lucky that he can't move that much <laughs> dad I still love you okay I love my dad to bits like yeah and I think it's it's funny when you are kind of younger and your parents are a little bit strict on you you can very easily fall into that thing of like, Jesus, my parents are no fun at all. Like, and yeah. you know, everyone else has a really cool mom and dad and mine aren't fun. And, you know, but then whenever you get older, you kind you, whenever you look back on it then, you're like, Jesus, am I glad that they didn't let me do this, that, and the other. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> if I had done this, that, and the other when I was younger, like, God knows what I'd be like now. Fine when you kind of get to this age and whenever you look back on it, you're like, Jesus, they weren't that hard on me at all. Like, but you know, when you're a teen, you're like, I can't do anything that I want to when I want to. (laughs) But then it was hard because my mum was kind of the opposite. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She was like, like my best, best friend, but like my annoying sister at the same time. (laughs) Not saying, you know, her being my best friend is the worst thing, but now we can like have proper conversation yeah I think it's nice when you kind of get to that stage as well when your parents kind of they kind of stop just being your parents and it's this lovely balance of like they're the person that made you into the person that you are and, and why you have like all the traits and everything that you have like a lot of that would come from them quite naturally but then they fall into this really lovely role of like they're your main support system, but they're also your friend. And they're, they're just yeah. like genuinely like interested in where your life is going. And it, I think my parents kind of know when I walk into the house, if I need them to be a parent or I need them to just be a friend. It's a lovely stage of life to be at, I think, in your, in your 20s with your parents. Mm. As you get older, you appreciate them more. I never <laughs> used to say I love you to my dad 
or yeah. to my mum. But now I just say it all the time. Like, if, yeah. even if it's, like, random because you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, because whenever I was travelling, all I wanted was to hug my mum and dad and that was all I wanted when I was away. I got so homesick for them. I was like, I miss them so much and I'd mm. be ringing them I remember when I was in Australia, I woke up in the middle of the night to a cockroach running up my leg. Oh, yuck. Yeah, disgusting. And it was the first cockroach I had ever seen. And I freaked out, rang my mum straight away as if my mum was going to be able to do something (laughs) when I was in Australia and she was in Ireland. But I rang her anyway because I was like, I don't know how to cope with this as an adult. So I I need some parenting here. So yeah. I rang her, like, crying my eyes out. And she was trying so hard not to laugh at me. She was like, I don't know what to do. This actually <laughs> reminds me that I've done the same too. Oh, really? <laughs> but I've done the same. So Marco was working. And I don't know, for some weird reason, I I was lying in the dark. And I was like, shit, I feel like there's something moving on the wall. And oh, no. spiders in Germany are, like, massive. And oh I looked and it was a spider. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, I video chat my sisters and my parents. And I was like, guys, there's a big spider. What do I do? And I was like shaking and I was sweating. And I had my daughter in the front pack. And I was like, I was, I was like with the stick, like trying to move it. And, oh then, I, and then I grabbed um, Marco's like medical books and I was throwing them at the spider. Oh my gosh. <laughs> never again oh my god it just goes to show like it doesn't really matter what age you get to like you're always gonna need your parents and what was your relationship with your sisters like my sister that's like two years younger than me she's like the golden child even though i'm older than her i'm like not she's like very mature and she's like so kind-hearted like i love her to bits then i have a sister i think she's 21 now Maybe 22. She's studying to be a lawyer, so you oh, kind of wow. know what she's like. She doesn't back down, and she'll, <laughs> she'll get her opinion across, but we have this kind of understanding with each other, if that makes sense. With the two younger ones, um, I'm close with them too because we both like K-pop. <laughs> what about um, you and your brother and sister? Me and my sister kind of naturally were always quite close because um, we're very similar in age. She was like my idol when I was growing up. With our brother, like, he's always kind of been the protective big brother and like always kind of looked out for us. But I think at the same time, it was probably hard on him because he had two little sisters. So we were like, they're playing with our Barbies and all he wanted to do was to have someone to play football with and stuff. So we wouldn't have spent as much time with him. My brother has a wee son. And I think whenever he had his son, it kind of made us all a little bit closer. When we have alcohol in, in us, we test each other a lot. Because kind of like your sister that you were saying is studying to be a lawyer. And yeah. you know, we'll never back down. You know, we'll argue their point and just keep arguing back. Like my sister can be very like that as well. I don't think it's a bad trait for her to have. Um, it's just sometimes I, I get a little bit sensitive. I'm quite a delicate little thing. Um, oh, same. And, yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I find it quite hard when someone keeps coming back at me like that. And it can, it can really wear me down and just make me shrink into myself. So I think sometimes that happens. And then she gets a little deflated because she thinks that she's upset me. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not that you've upset me. It's just that I'm so freaking sensitive and I, I have no yeah. control over it. <laughs> you know relationships in general it takes work 
Mm-hmm. Like you'll have your good, your bad, and then the ugly moments, you know. But the ones that last are the ones that um, people generally want to like stay in your life, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And a nice transition here from talking about our family into talking about friendship. From my point, I can be quite flaky and I don't mean it in a negative way to myself. I just mean in a way that sometimes anyone that knows me knows that I have a lot of anxiety and try and try to deal with a lot of anxiety. And sometimes it can just come over me out of nowhere. So I could make plans with someone and I was saying this to mom one time. I was like, there's times I've made plans. I am dressed. I am ready to go. I get to the front door and I cannot leave. I cannot make myself leave and I cannot make myself go. And I always try to take a little step back from it and just be like, okay, this is not something that's going to be good for you. If you go, you're not going to be yourself. You're not going to be happy. So just cancel it because you have to look after yourself. Mm-hmm. And And then I spend the rest of the evening feeling like crap because I know that I've bailed on my friends. And Ah, yeah. Yeah, it was something that I really struggled with for for quite a while. And the girls are going to be absolutely delighted that they're getting another shout out in this podcast. But the girls that I met in college kind of really retrained the way that I looked at that and looked at that experience. Um because they all kind of have a similar personality to me. And it was the first time I was in a group of friends. And if one person was suddenly like, you know what, guys, I just, I don't want to go. I don't feel up to it today. I'm just not in the mood. They turned around and they were like, no, that is 100%. You take time to you. You look after yourself, rest up. And, you know, we can organize another night for another time. And the way that they approached it and the way that they validated it, I was like, that's what friendship's meant to be like. It's like, it's not meant to be someone guilt tripping you. And I know it's not, it's not convenient and it's not easy in any way whatsoever to have a friend that battles anxiety or anything. But I think it's, it's a job to, to train yourself to be able to mm. respond to somebody that has anxiety and to, to validate the fact that, do you know what? They can't do that. And it's, it's not their fault. It's not an onus on them. And a lot of people can't do that and they can't see past that. And all that they see is like, oh no, they bailed out in another plan with me. They they don't want to spend time with me. They're putting no effort into this friendship. And I have lost friends because of it. Um, like I have encountered people that, that want to spend a lot of time together and do a lot of things together. And, and, yeah. and I'm such a people pleaser as well. Like, And I, I'm trying to stop doing that because I, I find that it tends to make me into a bit of a doormat where I'd compromise my own well-being just to try and look out for someone else. And um, and I'm really trying to like retrain the way that I look at everything and just being like, you know what, if it doesn't serve me, I'm not gonna do it. Like this this group of friends that I have, they really do just they blow my mind in so many ways. Cause I'm like and I I really do appreciate how lucky I am to have a group of friends like that. You know, we might not talk for two weeks. And then when we do, it's like there was nothing, there was no break at all in between us. You know, we none of us have seen each other since the lockdowns. And it's been such a long time. But when we get back together, it's just straight back up where we picked off. Like there's none of this, you know, oh, you haven't seen me in this long and I'm annoyed about it. And, you know, there's, there's none, of, there's no pressure. All those negative things that you've mentioned 
I don't know if it's the norm these days, but it happens more often. Yeah. But I find relationship or friendships that require a lot of work generally won't work with me because I know how I am. If it's with people that that can't gauge that and can't understand that that's just what I'm like. And then they start to get annoyed at me because they think that I'm just bailing all the time and I'm unreliable and I don't respond to their messages straight away. And it just, it's not going to work for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't necessarily think that you need to be talking like every day, 24-7. I love the kind of friendship that you kind of have history, but you don't have to see each other or talk to each other for like weeks or months. Something reminds you of that person. Then you're like, oh, look at this. And then you talk like you saw each other last week. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I love. I think we always had quite a friendship like that. And it's it's funny now because this is probably the most that we've spoken. This was actually a question that I had for you as well. Is that with traveling and everything, you obviously encounter so many different people and you make different friends but you only spend like such a limited time with that person but you know that it's a friendship that you want to maintain and sometimes it can be hard to do that and you you completely lose contact with that person and it's just it's just the way life is like it's not a reflection on anybody but like yeah how do you find managing long distance relationships especially now that you've moved to Germany and obviously most of your friends are in New Zealand and people from that we would have both met in New Zealand or probably back in Japan or back in Brazil or, you know, yeah, all yeah. over the world. Well, for me, luckily, I have like a lot of friends everywhere. But I have a small group of friends in New Zealand that are like my day one diehard <laughs> kind of ones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but those friends we are all at different stages in our life right now but we all support each other you know like on social media if you know we'll do a comment or we just once in a while message each other I have this theory that if how would I put it I think people will kind of make time to do a little message for you if they really want to yeah. Mine is just like as long as the person is lovely, genuine, really genuine, I don't like the kind of friendships that gossip about other people. I have come across people that like if you have the same group of friends, gossip about the other friend and yeah. tell their secrets that they've um told them in confidence to not tell anyone. <laughs> and if I'm told that then I obviously don't say anything, but I'm like girl, like, you're not the right type of friend because you're probably talking shit behind my back. Sucks so bad because sometimes they're, like, cool to hang out with, but they're just not the long-term friendship that you want with someone, I think. Unfortunately, in the past, I have burnt a lot of bridges with a lot of friends, which is unfortunate because a lot of them were really good people and because I was selfish and going through a lot of things... Unfortunately, we're no longer friends, but I do check on them and see how they're doing, and I do secretly cheer for them on the side. I don't have bad blood with them, and obviously when I try to apologize, I can't force them to accept it, but only hope that 
they know that I was genuine. So through these experiences I have learnt a lot <laughs> and been through a lot but it has made me a better person today and I can only think of good things with these past friendships that I have had. Um, I do miss them a lot but it's not something that I can force. If they want to have friendship with me, if they do, then that's cool. But, you know, you can't force anything with people. No, so it's, I think it's easy to kind of get sucked into that sometimes if you're always surrounded by people that are very much yeah. like that and very inclined to gossiping. And if I ever did become a part of that and I did engage in those conversations or I contributed in any way, I would always feel like shit about myself after and so I really actively try now to completely disengage myself from that yeah just just a little like all right and that's it just leave it at that in the past I've definitely talked shit about people you know but it's more of you growing and thinking okay like is this really what I want my whole life to be about because um when I was like a teenager and you know how girls talk shit about each other and stuff like this yeah I was like oh I can't wait to be an adult because you know they they won't do that (laughs) well boy was I mistaken because people still do it no matter how old you are yeah it's it's mad and I I would find it a lot in like workplaces and stuff like that different places that I've worked there's always kind of a a little thing like that um I'm quite lucky now that I'm like based in because I work in human resources like we can't gossip like we're not allowed to engage in any gossip and it's a it's a really nice it's a really really nice atmosphere to be in at all times like and you're surrounded by people that you're like oh I know if I say something to this person they genuinely can't repeat it yeah (laughs) Um, but sometimes it can be harder to find a friend that is like that um and it, it, can, it can be a lot of trial and error with people as well. I find that if, you know, you think you can trust someone 100% and you, you oh, invest yeah. in that and you, you give them that information and then suddenly you're hearing it back from someone else or you find mm-hmm. out that they were talking about it and you're just like, oh, you know, it's such a disappointing feeling. Like you're so yeah. let down and you're like, why did I trust them? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know why, but those ones that you meet in the, nightclub toilets are always the good ones <laughs> yeah <laughs> because those ones I still talk to you know really supportive and most random unlikely place <laughs> yeah. to meet a really good person and have this really nice friendship is in the nightclub toilets like- <laughs> yeah. it's such a funny thing isn't it like you go into the girls bathroom in the nightclub with no friends and come out with about 10 yeah. <laughs> yeah. drunk Drunk girls in the nightclub bathroom are the friendliest humans you were ever going to meet. Everyone's complimenting your outfit, complimenting yes. your makeup, fixing your hair for you. And you're just like, yes. oh my God, I love you. And they're like, oh my God, I love you. And you're- really good memories with those, those girls. Yeah. Oh, oh God. That's awesome. But I do have those weird encounters. Like you meet them in the nightclub, you spend the night with them, like the whole night, you know. And mm-hmm. then you add each other on Facebook. Yeah. But then a few days later, you see them in the daytime randomly. <laughs> and you're like, does, does she remember me? Does she? Oh, <laughs> like- yeah. 
and you're and you're looking at each other, but you're like, should I say something? Should I not? <laughs> Both of you is wondering, does the other remember? Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh no, I won't say anything. But then years going on, you're still liking each other's posts on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and like as I said last week, I met one of my best friends now when I was so drunk that I don't remember I didn't remember her the next day and only had her name saved on my phone to add her on Facebook spent about a a good year just bumping into her on nights out taking pictures together when we were absolutely hammered and not seeing each other in real life what about you know do you have like those kind of um different type of friends like you have a friend that's like you can get deep and meaningful with but then you have a friend that you can be stupid and funny with. And then you have one that's like you can be with, but you don't actually have to like talk to them, if that makes sense. Like when you're together, you're just hanging out, eating and on your phone. It's going to sound like I'm just making this group up because the more <laughs> I say, the more I'm just like, do you know, they sound like something out of a freaking fairy tale or something. Yeah, because... Uh, honestly are they even real because i I swear to god they are (laughs) because i'm starting to think laura do you have imaginary friends (laughs) the more i'm talking the more i'm like oh people are gonna think i'm so full of shit but i find with with that group that i'm friends with each of them have like each of those characteristics already in them like Every single one of them you can go to and have a serious conversation with if you need to. And, like, they will sit and give you the world's advice, you know, and just empathize with you, sympathize with you, give you their little insights and their little inklings of wisdom and stuff um, and try and help you through it as best they can. Also, we're all just a bunch of jackasses. Like, we're all so, like, we're all so weird in, oh, I in, love weird friends. So I, I, I really, really promise that they're not fake. They are real people. They do exist. <laughs> I need, I need <laughs> proof that <laughs> they are my friends. <laughs> I need proof, man, because these guys don't seem real to me. Like, where did you, where did these friends come from? <laughs> I okay. I'm thinking maybe to send a picture of these friends, of me and these friends, <laughs> so you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't. I don't want photoshopped ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know how to use Photoshop, so I can guarantee it'll be a hundred percent real. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm like jealous because, I mean, I don't know if jealous is the right word, but like. You're very extremely lucky to meet yeah. a group of friends and especially girls Yeah, to be like that. And, you know, I am cheering on the side for you guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, moving along to our next segment, which is called In Case No One Told You Today. We would both like to share this quote that we've come across that's related to our topic this week. We can improve our relationships with others by leaps and bounds if we become encouragers instead of critics. All right, folks. So I think that is probably enough of us chatting away. So if you enjoyed part one 
you are going to have to join us for part two in episode three, which is going to be in-laws and what type of ex? Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share, post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, follow our Instagram at gfgt underscore podcast and our Facebook at capslock gfgt podcast. And once again, thank you so much for listening. And if you are still here at the end, fair play to you. And we will see you next time. Happy, Happy trails! trails. <laughs>